Welcome to A Turn of Events, a podcast where we help put a positive spin on the future of your wedding and event planning business. I'm Annette Nafe, the CEO and Creative Director of Nafe Productions, a strategic event production company based in New York City, specializing in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. I'm also the creator of Event Planning Academy, where I help wedding and event planners launch, build, and grow a successful wedding and event business. Welcome, everyone. So excited to have you here. Happy New Year. It's 2024. That is very, very exciting. Welcome to A Turn of Events, where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Nafe, the CEO and Creative Director of Nafe Productions. We're a strategic event production company, and I'm also a coach helping wedding and event planners start their own business from A to Z. Super exciting. If you haven't joined us over at our Facebook group, go over to Event Planner Society. We're over there. We're doing lots of things. I'm going to have a, um, a boot camp, a five-day boot camp that I'm going to be doing at the end of uh, February. So check us out. Get over on the Facebook group and you'll learn all about it. So... I hope you all had a wonderful holiday. Let's get started. I'm very excited about this topic. We're going to talk about how to leverage uh, LinkedIn to get wedding and event clients. Very, very exciting. I have been dabbling on LinkedIn for so long, but you know, I re- there's so many things that we, you know, so many platforms for us to go on. But uh, you know, we're going to talk about LinkedIn. So, my friend Karen Yankovich is the CEO of Uplevel Media, a LinkedIn marketing firm delivering profitable, cutting edge LinkedIn strategies, and host of the popular podcast Girls Good Girls Get Rich. Karen is an internationally recognized LinkedIn expert and consultant who is a genius at helping businesses use LinkedIn and PR profitably. Karen, how are you, my dear? I'm so excited to be here with you, Annette. It is so fun to finally do this with you. I know, I know. It's yeah. been a while, and we've known each other for a very, very long time. Yeah, so and we don't talk enough, so this yes. is great. and you are. I see your video. You're so good at getting on video. It makes me feel bad that I don't do video as much as I do. <laughs> you know what? I mean, it is, it's easier for me to turn on my camera than to write a, po- a blog post, so that's what I do. I hear you, but you're so good at that. So, you guys, if you have any questions, please pop them in the chat. We'd love to answer them for you. Um, so let's get started. First of all, why don't you just tell everybody, how did you get over to this LinkedIn platform and start, uh, start going crazy at it? So, so I'm a little bit older than social media. So my background (laughs) is in sales and marketing and it was relationship sales. You know, I, I, I was in, you know, B2B type sales and very much relationship sales at technology in the tech, in the tech industry, but relationship oriented. And, you know, when I started to shift my business, when that just didn't really wasn't working for me anymore, and I started to shift my business more to online marketing, um, what I realized was that all of this stuff is so great, like all of these tools that we have, but at the end of the day, people still buy from other people. So it became to me even more important that we established our own personal brand, right? So, So even though I was helping people with social media in general, I was driving everybody to LinkedIn and saying, well, first we need to strengthen your personal brand because I believe when your, your, your personal brand is strong, it immediately elevates your business brand. And we're so used to like, well, I'm not going to say used to, but it's so easy for us to promote our products and our services. And we love our pens or our classes or whatever, but it's not as easy to promote ourselves. Right. right. So I was like, no, no, we gotta, we gotta make sure that you are solid too. So as I started to do that, um, I started to focus more on LinkedIn and, you know, the more you learn about online marketing, the more you understand the importance of niching. And, and I was asked to speak all over the place on on LinkedIn. I I further niched down to LinkedIn primarily for women. Um, Although I do have a lot of men, I don't really care what your body parts are. I just want women (laughs) to feel more included and, um, and incorporating, infusing PR into this because it's about the relationships, right? So so that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's kind of the, my business is solely focused on that right now. And, um, you know, my goal is for there to be more wealthy women in the world. And it comes down to creating the brand of you first. Yes. I love that. Okay. So let's start. How can we optimize LinkedIn uh, or my LinkedIn profile for attracting wedding and event clients? Yeah. So 
So at the end of the day, your LinkedIn profile is about you, right? It's not about your business. It's not about your wedding and event planning business. So what you want to do is you want to step. This is why PR is important. You want to step into this with credibility. You want to talk about not just I'm certified in organizing events or something like that, right? Because yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people that are event planners are. You want to showcase what makes you unique. You want to showcase what makes you different. You want to add in your personality and your personal flavor into yeah. this because you're going to be working pretty closely with these people, right? And and they need to know that they're working with somebody that they jive with, right? Um, but at the same time, you also want to think about what are these people searching for that you want to come up as the search result. Mm-hmm. So you want to write these your profile using those keywords. So if somebody is doing a ge- you know a geographically based event, you want to make sure that you're using those geographic words in there if that's something that you specialize in. If you specialize in weddings or in some, you know something else, you want to use those words because people are searching for that, right? And you need to come up as that with that search when they're searching for that, you want yourself to come up. So the first thing is, is you got to make it crystal clear who you are, who you help and how you help them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, for sure. And I think also main, that's, that's also like when you have the, you have your, should have a good picture, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's important. Then, so you don't want to say I'm the CEO of NAFE Productions, right? No, because nobody's searching for that. Nobody's searching for CEOs, right? Right. Yeah. You want to talk about it. You want to talk confidently about what you do, but you want to, you know, again, I, you know, I help, you know, entrepreneurs or whoever you help women, you know, I help people, you know, whatever, who I, who you are, who you help and how you help them. Right. Yes. So, so that's what you want to do. So people look at that and go, that's me. She's talking to me. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. the more you, the more you niche down, the more people are going to say, oh my gosh, this is exactly who I've been looking for. As opposed to all of the event planners out there, right? Yes. You are the one that they're looking for. And yes. it doesn't eliminate other business. It helps, it actually help you, helps you self-select for the exact right business. Yes. Yes, for sure. So if I want to get wedding and event clients, what type of content should I share? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, I would want, I want to make sure you put your profile. If you are a wedding and event, like if, if you are responsible for bringing this business in, you want to have your profile in creator mode, LinkedIn creator mode, which is an option and it's free. So you want to put it in LinkedIn creator mode because it immediately then showcases what you create, right? So before you even get to your content, you want to set that up properly. And I do believe almost every entrepreneur out there should have their business, their profile in creator mode mm-hmm. to take advantage of those kinds of things. Right. Um, to be honest, the content is not my biggest focus, and I say that because it's important. But what who I care, what I care more about is who's on your calendar, right? So you want to put content out there because you want to make sure that you're you're showcasing what you do. Remember, your LinkedIn profile is about you, so you can talk about your perspective on a particular event, or maybe even your perspective on how you are, um, you know, planning for an event. Because remember, it's not. I'm going to say this, and we've not talked about this. So you tell me if this is not in line, but I, if it were me and I was planning events, I would not only be looking for the next client, I'd be positioning myself, myself with sponsors, right? So you also want to talk about those kinds of things. If sponsors are a big part of the events you put in mm-hmm. that you do, this is where that, those relationships happen, right? So you want to be talking about those kinds of things. If you are, you know, and not just from a perspective of promote, 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 but if there's a sponsor, that you really want to land for an event, then you want to be showcasing content about them, right? You want to be shining a light on them. If they've done great things, you want to talk about those great things. You want to maybe, you know, again, build those relationships. The people hire you because you have relationships that they don't have, right? 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 LinkedIn helps you build those relationships. Right. And I have a lot of speakers that reach out to me, right? Everybody's exactly. get a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. we just say, we'll, we'll add you to the list. And, you know, yeah. I always want to know like, what is it that you do? And we do have a running right. list, people. but about the content. So the important thing is to, um, share content that's educational. So showing, you know, what, you know, mm-hmm. giving some education, uh, to educational tips on things. Then someone's going to say, Hey, she knows how to do exactly. this. She knows what she's exactly. talking about. And then they're going to reach out to you. And if you're like, I, I do, you know, obviously I do events, but I also coach. So I have both yes. angles going on. So we yeah. have 
Yeah. And you know, the, the, that's the beautiful thing about LinkedIn is you don't need a lot of content. I mean, if you put, if the most you really should ever post on LinkedIn is once a day, because if you, I mean, and listen, the minute these words come out of my mouth, I'm sure the algorithm will change. Right. <laughs> but at this moment in time, the algorithm, the more you post, it pulls away from your previous posts if it's more than one a day. So you don't have to have a lot of content, but you want to make a mix of content, you know, like some video content, some, you know, some, some, some clean text content, right? Something with a link, something's without a link, you know, uploading native video, those kinds of things. So you want to have a mix of that content. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I mentioned the PR stuff. If you've had any press on any events you've done, you want to share that stuff, right? You want to make sure you're tagging the sponsors of the events you're talking about, the, 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 the hosts of the events that you're talking about, the venues of the event you're talking about. You want to tag all these people in that content because right. that brings more eyes to it and it gives you credibility. And it's that credibility that's going to get you that next client. Right. Right. Because a lot of people probably have the same, many of them probably have the same like resume type things, right? Mm -hmm. It's the credibility and the, you know, people talking about you that it's going to make the difference for you. And that can happen on LinkedIn. And when you tag them, they're going to share it. And right. that's the eyeballs of everyone right. there that's following them. That's going to exactly. see it. Exactly. And they're going to say, Oh, this girl's interesting. You know, Nafe productions looks pretty great. Let's I'm going to follow them. Right. So exactly. You know, you got to tag. I, you said to your own horn here and, and talk about what you do. I just found out yesterday that I am, um, marked as the top 20, uh, top 18 event profession influencers to follow. And so there's a whole right. Oh, that's so cool. Congratulations. Yes. You want to share that. Yeah, that because people see that's what they look for. We want to do business with the best in the business and nobody's going to think we're better than we say we are. Right. We have to showcase these things. Like that's a part of our job as the right. CEO of our companies. Yeah. So, and then that makes you look credible because I remember when I started my business now, 14 years ago, I've been doing this for over 30 years, but when I started the business, people really didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I saw those articles and I would say, you know, one of these days I've been on several since it, prior to this, but it's right. always nice to start right. here with something like that. And all of those eight, 17 other people have, you know, are sharing that they're in this. And right. so all of their followings who are big right. influencers, which I'm so honored to be a part right. of it with them, right. they're all seeing this. So I know. tag them, I posted yeah. it and then tag them and said, congratulations. So now they're going to be responding to me and saying, thanks so much. Great to be here. You know, that's right. just what we do. So, and, and, you know, here's the thing, what I love about LinkedIn and this is a mindset shift that is hard. Some people have to really make a conscious decision to make. Yeah. Technically, those are all your competitors, right? But yeah. who cares? Who cares? No. Because you're going to attract the exact right business, which is why your profile has to speak to exactly what you do. The example that I use is like, if you're a financial planner, you're a financial planner, and there's a million financial planners, right? But if, you're finan if your headline says, I help women over 50 create enough wealth to retire at 60, right? Now you're attracting the exact right business. Right. So, so even if somebody that you've shared it with from your audience, maybe it'll introduce them to somebody else's business and maybe they'll hire them instead of you. That's okay. They weren't meant to be with you, right? right. You're, you want to get your name in front of the exact right people. And unless you are Walmart and looking to sell a billion things a day, this is a great way to build a business. Right, right. It, it is. Um, okay. So how can I use LinkedIn uh, search, uh, to search effectively to find potential clients. So it can be a little overwhelming, right? You're out there, you're posting, yeah. but how do I use LinkedIn effectively to find the clients, my client, my ideal clients? Yeah. So, you know, I, I like to approach it from a magnetizing standpoint. You know, we've all gotten all of those message messages. I, you know, they connect with you on Monday and Monday afternoon, they're pitching you. Right. And we don't want to be those people. We want to magnetize our business to us. And this is where, this is where this is the strategy is a little bit. There's a long game and a short game, right? Yeah. So when we're, I, you know, part of the work you're doing on LinkedIn, there, there needs to be, there must be outreach, right? So, so the outreach is not, yeah. cold. there never, by the way, needs to be cold outreach. 
So thinking about um, a conference you've been to before, let's say you let's say you were you ran a conference before. Are you connected to all of the speakers at that conference? Did you write recommendations for all the speakers at those conferences? Did you write recommendations for and LinkedIn for the people there? Right. So so these are all ways that you can do outreach to start to connect to these people because those people know other people running other conferences. Right. right. So so. It's about diving in deeper instead of going wider and just kind of connecting with all these cold people. Doing a deep dive into the connections of people that you're already working with. And it can be also people you're already connected with. But if we really wanted to go beyond all of that and look for clients, like beyond the events that we've looked at and the speakers and the people that host them and all that other things, there's there's so many other ways to do this. You know, thinking about organizations you belong to. Right. Reach it, you know, join an organization for 500 bucks or 200 bucks and then mine the directory, not from a perspective of you want to talk to everyone, but you want to pick 10 or 15 people out of that directory that you think might be a good client for you. But the outreach is, hey, we're both members of this organization. Um, I'd love to learn more about you. You know, right. maybe there's an opportunity to collaborate when you. So, so when you go about your LinkedIn outreach with a collaborative mindset, even if the research behind that is I really want this person to be a client, you know, this is where it starts to become beautiful. When you start pitching cold people, they shut down immediately. I shut down immediately. Right. So so even if you have the best thing in the world that, you know, is going to be valuable for me, I don't know that I'm going to shut you down. You've right. got to find a warm way to connect with me. So looking for those kind of opportunities and then asking people, right? Asking people, um, you know, who else do you know? Here's what I do. Who do you know? It's a great type of conversation to be having on LinkedIn. Yeah, so, cool. so that's going to get you, that's where we magnetize it. And this is also where the PR comes in because as you're building, I mean, you have a podcast, I have a podcast. I wish I told you every morning I woke up and there was 10 people messaging me that they listen to my podcast and they, you know, and they, and they think, you know, they think all these things, it doesn't happen that often, right? Or it doesn't happen every day. So if you're doing this, if there's a podcast you want to be on because you think your ideal clients are going to be listening to that show, right? Connect with the hosts of the podcast, connect with the writers who write about what your conference is going to be about and, and look to resource for them. Because if you can get in front of their audiences, this is again how you're magnetizing business right. to you. Right. Like if I'm if I met somebody listening right now, right, if I met somebody listening right now in the back of an Uber or in Macy's. Right. And said, I do LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be like, OK, whatever. Right. But if you're listening now, you know, Annette saying I've known Karen, you should listen to her. Right. So right. you get the credibility of that of the journalist. When right. you do these kinds of things. So so that's how we magnetize this, these clients as opposed to going out and cold calling and spamming the network. Yes, 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 for sure. Um, I wanted to say something about that it was so good. Um, oh, so I had somebody from, so if you're trying to reach corporate, right? So people that you want to kind of reach out to would be, um, you can reach out, even though corporations, I've gotten many events from corporations who have an internal team, but they just can't, there's too much going on, right? They yeah. have too much work and they need some help. So they've brought in an outside event company. Mm -hmm. So connect with People in HR, right? There's a lot of assistants that do yes. events. You don't, you're not going to know, right? You're not going to know that they're actually running events. But if you look for like the senior vice president of, of marketing or mm -hmm. events or the director of events or the manager of events at corporations, if there's a specific company that you want to look at, look yeah. for, work with, go to that company, see who, who, who is in the company, right? Yes. The list, and then they will, you can just connect with those people yeah. and start conversations. You guys, you have to build relationships. It doesn't happen overnight. Exactly. I did, right. I did have someone, I love when someone is from a corporation that I didn't reach out to, they reached out to me. Now it's like kind of a bigger open door because, right. they, you know, so I have a guy from HR, from a, a large company, he's in HR. So I'm going to, build a relationship. And I'm going to say, Hey, how can I help you guys? And what, you know, are you doing events? Do you need any help? Do you know anybody who does right? That sort of thing. Um, so just think about those types of things and getting into, you know, the, the companies that you want to work at and see who works there and start building relationships with them. That's yeah. And you know, another way to find these people if our event apps. So yeah. if your event is using an app, 
Whereas that previous, if an event you're at is using an app, go into the app, find out who the organizers are, find out who the speakers are. Like use the app, build relationships with the app. That app, these apps are gold for us. Because again, they're not cold outreach, right? right? It's not cold outreach. And you know, I I was just thinking of something when you were talking about this. And I know it's a couple years past this, but I want to, I want to just share this because it was such an important thing. I had a client one time who was an event planner and um, right at the pandemic, he was like, I don't know what to do, blah, blah. I go, you know what you need to do? You need to add the word virtual into everything you do. Exactly. And within like a week, he had a corporation reach out to him yes. and offered him a job running virtual events yes. for like double the salary that he thought he was going to I know. Him. I made you know, a lot of money. Because we, don't think, we don't think, like that's what I mean by think about what they're looking for. You want to be putting out there what you think they're looking for or maybe yep. even what they, you know, like ask people, what are you searching for? Right. right. So when we talk about search, ask them what they're searching for so you can use those exact words. I would still be using the word virtual because I think people are still wanting a virtual component to their events. At least yes. in my experience, many of them want a virtual component. Yes. So I think if you talk about that, and that's why that's the kind of thing you might want to talk about even in your about section, right? Like how how it was exciting, you know, how you took on the challenge of bringing events virtual in the early 20, you know, 2020 and 2021. And now you're, you know, and how, how, you know, how passionate you were about that, about right. making sure events continue to happen, even though we weren't physically going to them, right? That's part of your story, but people are going to want to hear that. You know, I would, again, I would also go back to the whole, you know, when you're, when you're doing these searches, when you're connecting with these people on the apps or, or through the conferences, connect with the sponsors, yeah. connect with the sponsors, go to the events that the sponsors are sponsoring and build relationships with the sponsors, because yeah. you never know where that's going to pay off for you. And, and that's where, you know, it's, um, you know, this is where you can stand out from everybody else. Right, right, right. So it's funny that you talk about the virtual. So when I, um, you know, again, I, you always assume that everybody knows what you do. They don't. <laughs> They don't mm-hmm. always. I've been talking about what I do and I figure everyone knows what I do. Right, they're sick of hearing it, but they're not. They only hear a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, so when COVID hit, obviously our businesses were shut down. Um, I Someone was posting about some other people and what they do. People were trying to promote other people's companies because just to help other people, right? right? This is what I know and who does mm-hmm. this. So, and I wrote to him and said, it was on the Instagram stories thing. It was one after the next. And I said, and you forgot Nave Productions. And he goes, I didn't know that you were doing that. And I, it was virtual events. And I was like, holy crap, <laughs> Like, how can nobody know that? So I literally changed my marketing instantly, started, and then I went to all my clients and said, I'm going to, we can help you take your live event to a virtual platform. I'll just consult with you if you're interested. And most of them, all of them pretty much hired us because it was way too complicated. They didn't right. know how to like right. do this virtual thing, right. but the point there is you have to talk about what you do mm-hmm. because people aren't just going to guess. Right. And exactly. I myself, after all these years and all the coaching that I do, right. you know, I didn't think. And you're probably thinking, of course, that, of course I do virtual events, of you know, I do events. Do, right? and they were like, Oh really? Yeah, I know. It's exactly it. And that yeah. is, that is, you know, it's our job as our, as the CEOs to be continually telling people what it is we do. You have to. So if you have a problem talking about yourself, you got to get over it. <laughs> you yes. have to get over if you're going to you, you do if you want to have a, a you know a profitable yeah, business exactly okay so is it beneficial to join linkedin groups related to wedding and events i would love to say resoundingly yes but i'm not going to say that because linkedin groups are not all that active and has that changed like it used to be or no no it's never they've never been all that valuable and i don't know why that is and i keep hearing that they're changing it and i keep talking to people and they say they're making changes and then they don't make changes and at the end of the day if i pulled up a random linkedin group right now just any random group and scrolled through it i bet i can show you post after post after post after post that was posted with no engagement on it yeah so people are posting but nobody's engaging so here's the answer to that though if the way to leverage a LinkedIn group is find a group that you think your, you know, your ideal clients are in and be the person commenting and sharing because yeah. nobody else is doing that. Right. Hey, so that's that person yeah. and then can use it to connect with people. Hey, we're both members of this group. So use that. Like I said, never, never cold connect. You can use groups to connect, but again, you've got to do it in a way that is, 
It feels warm and doesn't feel like, hey, we're both members of, you know, the United States. Let's connect, right? So, yeah. you know, you want to make sure you want to do something, you know, we're both members of this group. And I see you just did an event in Texas. I just did an event in Dallas, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like some something yeah, that makes, connects makes you actually read their profile. Right. right? You can right. use groups to mine the members, but the content and the posting is it's just not going to get you any. It's just. It's not really all that valuable right now. Yeah, I, I it's funny because obviously I'm I haven't done a lot. It's, you say that I feel bad, but I'm going to start doing it because it's such a goldmine that nobody's posting or commenting. You're going to create yourself as an expert, and people are going to say, you know, exactly. they're going to notice you. It's exactly. good that other planners notice who you are. It has right. definitely helped me in my business. Yeah. So I have done that on Facebook a lot because I am on Facebook a lot. I know we're talking LinkedIn. But as far as groups go, I've gone in and I've made comments and commented on things and other people saw that, oh, she kind of knows what she's talking about. And they asked me to be at, on right. their event or speak right. at their event. So those are things that you can, you know, get opportunities, speak at an event. I'm speaking in um, at the uh, wedding. Oh, gosh, I forgot the name of it now. That's really bad. It's in Orlando in June. Uh, wedding insider. And it's like a, a whole gigantic, uh, there's a whole lot of wedding planners that are going to be there, which are key to me because right. I have a program to help them. Right. Start I would be using their app from today or the minute yeah. they make that app live, I'd be in that app. Connected in that app. I'm not sure. going to be able to meet with all the live on that. during. No, the no, I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I love that. And you know, here's the thing too, the difference between doing this on Facebook and LinkedIn. And the reason why LinkedIn is a better place to do this is because on Facebook, even if we do a, an amazing job with our Facebook profile, it's still not as good as our LinkedIn profile. So like when you do outreach to people on Facebook or on email or call them, right? They don't really know who you are. But when you do outreach on LinkedIn, it, the strength of your yes. profile supports that outreach. Yes. And yes. that was what makes the difference. They get to see more, what, whatever it is you want them to know about you, you put on that profile and, and it's going to accelerate people's um, ability to re reason to want to connect. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Very good point. Okay. So should I consider running LinkedIn ads to target wedding and event planners? Yes. Why not? I mean, you know, here's the thing. LinkedIn ads get a little bit of a bad rap because they're more expensive than Facebook ads. But here's the thing about ads. They're either, if you are running ads and they're not profitable, then you're doing it wrong. Right. Like, so it doesn't matter if if your ad costs one hundred dollars or ten dollars, if your product is five thousand dollars. Right. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn, you know, as a marketer. I get frustrated with Facebook ads a lot because I don't know that necessarily that my audience is there, but I also. I also, you know, you're at the whim of Facebook. They're blocking people. They're blocking your ad account. They're denying ads. LinkedIn doesn't do any of that. They yeah. also have crazy robust demographics about you because we tell them these yeah. things, right? right? So they have crazy robust demographics. So you can really dive deep into targeting. Um, I am not a LinkedIn ad expert. I get help with it, but I know a lot about it because I want to have my my fingers in it. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a meeting today with my team about re-ramping re up our LinkedIn ads as we move into the, the new year. Um, I think they're, you know, some of the best ads out there and done right. You're going to get lower click cost per click than you have on Facebook if you do it right. Um, but, but here's the thing. It's a, it's a bigger, you can go into Facebook with a $5 a day budget. You can go, you have to go into LinkedIn probably with a 50 or hundred dollar a day budget. Yeah. So you have to think a little bit bigger, but if you're coming at this with a higher ticket opportunity, then you just have to shift your mindset. Your people are there. The targeting is there. It's amazing. It's an amazing platform for ads. Um, you just you just need to know what you're doing so you're not throwing money out the window. Yeah, that's the thing. I you know a lot of my wedding and event planners are starting out. So you know my advice is build your business first. Mm -hmm. Get your list built. You know get build your your foundation first yeah. before you start throwing money out there. Um, you know I obviously make money now so I can put some money out and right. if it's thrown away, then okay, I'm not going to, my business right. isn't going right. to fall. I mean, there's a learning curve and we, we yeah. know we have to sometimes invest in that learning yeah. curve. And the, and the tip is to hire someone who knows what they're doing. Yes. I do like yes. To yes, yes. Don't try to do it on your own. Yes. It's just going to be really. And, you know, I have to tell you something in that I have a hard time finding people that want to do LinkedIn ads. 
Really? You no. Know? Yeah. Like a lot of people do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, YouTube ads, and not a lot of people want to do LinkedIn ads. So, you know, um, if you want to do LinkedIn ads, reach out to me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. But, you know, and I do have people now that do it, but it's, it's, there I'm are, sure if you, you know, post it out on LinkedIn, you're going to get lots of people that. <laughs> no, you would be surprised. You'd be surprised because really? you're afraid of them. But oh honestly, God. they're amazing. And there's, you know, you do have to have a LinkedIn business account to run them from your company page, but. You know, so what? I mean, your company page doesn't matter if it's if if it's not you. You know, your company page is not all that valuable except for the ads, right? So, um, but you can now with LinkedIn ads, you can now like if you have a company page for Nave Productions and you Annette post something on LinkedIn, you can now your company can now sponsor and promote that post. So oh. there's there's so LinkedIn ads are getting more creative too. So it's I can talk about that forever. So a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of good things you can do. Okay, good, good. I'll have to, I know we were dabbling in it uh, for my workshop that I did, um, uh, you know, last couple months mm -hmm. ago. So um, we have a, a question from Lorraine's asking about hashtags on LinkedIn. Yeah. So, I mean, use them, but don't, but manage your expectations, right? There, there, there was a study that came out that um, there's, listen, first of all, LinkedIn doesn't really ever share information about this stuff. So yeah. there's, there's, beautiful people that do a lot of research on this stuff and then publish their research. And there was research that came out recently that said like three hashtags is the sweet spot on a post. Um, so use them because why not? But I don't know that I want you to just manage your expectations on it. You yeah. can also use it though to curate content, right? Like, so you can, you know, you can use the hashtag a turn of events on LinkedIn. Chances are nobody else is going to use that. So if I click on that hashtag, it's going to pull up all of the all of your posts about hashtag a turn of events, right? So yeah, yeah. I hashtag that NAFE productions and my name always right. Like, right. You know, those, those ongoing things. Um, okay. So how can I use LinkedIn to network with other professionals? And I think we probably touched on this yeah. um, in the wedding and event industry. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's also, you know, we also can cross connect with people, right? Right. Um, I, I will give you an example. I was um, over the holidays. I was reading my Kindle. I was going on the Kindle app to download another book. I saw another book. Like, wow, this book, I need to read this book. I pulled the book. I read chapter one of the book and went to LinkedIn to connect with the author and said, I need to know you and I need to interview you on my show. And, you know, she's like, yeah, let's talk. Right. So, so cross pollinate. Right. Yeah. Cross pollinate. Like if it's authors that you like, connect with them on LinkedIn. The podcast host you listen to, connect with them on LinkedIn. There are Facebook, if you're in a Facebook group, almost all Facebook groups have a hey, let's all connect on LinkedIn today, day, right? Can use that. And and I don't think you need to connect with everybody, by the way, but but cherry pick, right? Cherry pick, go through that and see who do you think that needs to, you know, you would like to be connected to. But here's the thing. I personally don't want you to connect with anybody that you don't have an intention to ultimately get on the phone with. So that's why I like to keep this micro targeted. If you connect with five or you know, maybe 10 people each week, your goal is to follow up with them, you know, and actually look to get on the phone with them. You yeah. know, even, even if you're doing LinkedIn ads, if you're doing a LinkedIn ad and the person, you know, opts in for your freebie and you know, it came from your LinkedIn ad, go over and connect with them on LinkedIn, right? Like go deep on LinkedIn, not wide. And that's where you're going to see the, the most value. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. Um, a follow-up to the hashtag, um, one of our Facebook users said, LinkedIn doesn't like many hashtags used, right? I mean, LinkedIn doesn't like, nobody really knows for sure what LinkedIn likes and doesn't like, right? Like I said, the, the, the less is more on LinkedIn. Consistent you know, every day or, you know, every other day or five days a week consistently use the same hashtags or the same, you know, and consistently post, but don't, you know, it's not like Instagram where you're using, it's not a hashtag driven platform at all. Yeah. At yeah. all. There yeah. are people that can follow hashtags, but to be honest, if you follow a hashtag, you know, wedding planners, you, you know, there, there might be there's million. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know how valuable that like, that's what yeah. they manage your expectations around the value on, of hashtags. The good thing to do with hashtags that I find is if you're doing an event, you use the hashtag for the event, then you get to see all yes. the engagement from the event and yourself, right? Your business, your name, all of that. That's where I find the value in hashtags. Otherwise, if I'm doing event profession, event PROFS is a big one in our industry. 
it's a gazillion things. Right, right, right. If I want, if I'm looking for inspiration on something like Instagram, I'm usually pretty about pretty good about going over and getting the hashtags information because then I'm looking for inspiration or right. something you know that I'm looking at. So I use it for that. But yeah, I've never really kind of known <laughs> what it, what they're for. Yeah, they're not all. It's not they're not all that needed needed on LinkedIn. I mean, yeah, you can yeah. use them, and you probably should use them. And yeah. use them by the way. You can also use them, pepper them into your like newsletters or your your posts that you put on there. You know, there's other places that you can use them as well. Right, right. So Bonnie has a question. When you ask someone uh, to you know connect with you on LinkedIn, how do you write your invitation? Yeah. So Bonnie, like I mentioned a couple of times already, this should never be a reason to do a cold. So just be genuine, just be genuine. You know, um, I, you know, we, um, I'm, I'm coming to your, you know, I'm, I'm coming to the event next week and I see you're speaking on this topic. I'm really looking forward to your talk. I'm looking forward to, you know, to meeting you at this event. Um, and I'd love to connect with you ahead of time, right? Just be honest. I actually have, I don't know if I can reach them, but I actually have a stack of Dunkin' Donuts gift cards that I bring with me to events and I give them to people that connect with me on LinkedIn ahead of time. And I am not going to go broke giving out Dunkin' Donut gift cards. Yeah. Because people don't do this, right? right. So right. so be intentional about who you want to connect with and and then be, but be real about it. Be right. real about it, right? Like, and, right. and tell them why you want to connect with them. And if you're just connecting with them, again, I connected with this author and said, oh my gosh, I'm on chapter two of your book and I can't put it down. I want to get to, I want to know more about you and I want to get dive into this conversation. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk, right? So, so be genuine and, and yeah. you can do this. Think big, right? You don't have to be looking. I didn't go to her assistant. I went right. to her. Right. And look at their profile read their profile. Nice. If they went, if you guys went to the same college, mention that, right. Or yeah. if you yes. have any, some interest yeah. that's in their profile, I've had many people reach out and say, um, I, you know, how do I see that you're so successful in real estate? Well, <laughs> guess what? I don't do real estate. So you obviously didn't read my profile. So right. that kind of like, you know, I get so many, and this is one of my questions to you is, how do you manage? I get so many people that write me emails and I can't keep up with it. Delete them. Delete them. I know it's like, I it's do. Not, it's, it, I would bet that it is, it is, you know, I look, I really truly believe that used properly LinkedIn is your money tree. And I refer to those as the weeds. Do yeah. not ignore your money tree because there's weeds around it. Pull yeah. the weeds, delete them and move on. Yeah. If you are, if the only thing in your inbox are those people pitching you, you know, nonsense. What that tells me is that you're not in your inbox enough, right? That you're not having, starting conversations and having conversations. So start conversations, have conversations. And when, and when you stay on top of this stuff, yeah, a couple times a week, maybe even a couple times a day, you might get some of these just uncon. I mean, I very, I mean, I, people get through my radar sometimes, but I have a, I try to have a pretty good radar about like, why do you want to connect with me? And I, and I just say, no, if you asked me five years ago, I would say, I connect with everyone. What do I care? Maybe they know me and I don't know them. Right. And that's okay. But now I'm a little bit more choosy because I think that, um, there are a lot of people that are just looking to pitch me. And if they pitch me immediately, I, you know, so yeah, on top of it and ignore that. I think it's that you connect and then boom, you get right. this automatic right. email. That's so annoying. And, yeah. I and by know. the way, I get them. Would you like help on LinkedIn? I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I want. Somebody who has a, you know, like you clearly didn't read my that's profile. Hysterical. That's very funny. Okay. So should we use LinkedIn to promote special offers or discounts for wedding and event services? Yes. Why not? I mean, to do it in the normal course of business, right? You don't want it to be all promoting, right. but the, the beautiful thing about LinkedIn, as opposed to Instagram and Facebook, it's all business, right? It's all business. Like you're there to promote your business. You're there it's a B2B platform. Even if your pro- product is B2C, you are st- there's still people in your world that are B2B focused, right? So publicity, for example. So it's okay to talk about your products and services. Like you said, people didn't even know you did that, right? So if you're not talking about it, then, you know, what are you doing? Right. I mean, I would manage the, manage the, um, how often you do that. And, you know, LinkedIn doesn't, is it like many other platforms, LinkedIn is not very, um, they don't, they don't show your post a lot if there's a link in the post to something like that. So I would maybe put your discounts in your featured um, item, your featured yeah. um, news for that week. Right. Um, or, you know, I mean, do things like that, make it really easy for people to know this is going on without you just constantly promoting it. 
Right. If we're going to include a link, we always take the link and put it in a post, right? Mm -hmm. So you've posted your post and underneath where people are going to make comments, the link in there. Mm -hmm. Is that bad? I see. No, I don't think it's bad. And I think it's better, but I think it is all kind of, it's all kind of tricking the algorithm and the algorithm changes every day. I I hesitate to even say the best way to use, to do that stuff. That's why for me, the way I measure my success on LinkedIn is not how many eyes are on my content. It's how many calls are on my calendar. So let's talk about calls. Let's just give a little brief, like, how do I get somebody on a call? Just, you know, how many times do I have to say something? Like, you know, you don't want to just say, hi, let's get on a call. So what's advice on that? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of where this woman that I met recently was from. Oh, I know what. Yeah, I know what it was. So it was somebody who, um, somebody on my team said, Karen, you should really be on her podcast. I'm like, all right, I think she's got a good audience. I said, okay. So, you know, I get a lot of cold pitches from my podcast and I don't accept a lot of them because I get so many of them. I don't know who these people are. And I tend to just invite people. And I recognize that as somebody that likes to also be interviewed on podcasts. So what I did was I I checked out her podcast. I happened to notice that, um, and if you're listening now, you know my secret, but I if, um, I happened to notice that one of my um, prior clients was interviewed on her podcast. So I listened to that for like five or 10 minutes and then I connected with her and said, oh my gosh, I'm listening to this. You know, so-and-so was my client. I love this thing. I'd love to connect and get to know you. And she's like, oh, and she replied back, oh my God, me too. Let's talk, drop in your link. So I'm not, you don't have to picture, if you do this right, you don't have to ask them four times to get on a call. Right. 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 If you have a profile that positions you as if you're peers with the most influential people in your industry, you don't have to chase people. Right. They come to you. You know, I mean, do you have your calendar link, for example, in, you know, in your, um, I I think in your, I think I have mine in my featured section right now. You know, do you have your calendar link in your featured section? I have somebody, there was a a Friday afternoon where I was sitting there and somebody booked a call on my calendar for like five o'clock on a Friday. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm like, all right, whatever. She did not know who I was at noon, saw me commenting on somebody somebody else's content on LinkedIn, checked out my profile, easily saw a way to get on my calendar, saw that I had a calendar available appointment for that day, booked a call and joined my high ticket program. Wow. Within an hour of like four hours of not knowing who I am. Right. So I say this not to impress you or to brag, but to tell you when you do this, I mean, anybody that's listening to this could do the exact same thing. Right. You know, I had the profile that positioned me as somebody that was somebody that could support her. And I made it easy for her to contact me. And she got on my calendar and and was a client within a couple of hours. Christy, we got to check if I have that. (laughs) (laughs) Christy's on here with all the questions. Okay, that's such good advice. But Christy, let's check that. Okay, so another big piece here is how can I use LinkedIn's publishing platform to showcase my expertise? Yeah. So. So LinkedIn's publishing platform, LinkedIn says it's the number one content platform on, in the, on the planet. So number one, let's use it then, right? If it's the number one content platform on the planet. Um, there's LinkedIn newsletters, right? So we can use, then that's part of the publishing platform. Right. And the first time you create a LinkedIn newsletter, you can invite your entire list to it so that your entire connections to it so that they they follow it. And what's great about a LinkedIn newsletter is when you put out a link, when you publish a, link, a LinkedIn newsletter, it goes into their inbox their email inbox, not just their LinkedIn inbox. So that's kind of nice. Um, and then you can also publish content. Again, we were having this conversation at a time where that content is not being seen by a lot of eyeballs. Yeah. Um, but it's real estate on LinkedIn. So if you're publishing content every week, publish it on LinkedIn. Probably, yeah. I probably wouldn't do it the same week. I probably would do it, you know, if, if you're publishing content January 1st on your website, I'd probably wait till like January 15th or 20th to publish it on LinkedIn. Let the Google crawlers index it back to your website first, you know, and then publish that same exact content on LinkedIn. You don't have to really change anything. Um, I've asked people that know SEO better than I do. And they say it's not, they don't consider that duplicate content. So, so that can know, be a blog, right? It can be a blog. It can be the show notes of your podcast, you know? Okay. So Christy, we're going to do that too. <laughs> Thank you. Know. That's good. That's good. Um, okay, so how can I tr- uh, how can I track the success of my LinkedIn efforts uh, to attracting wedding and event clients? Well, I mean, 
you know, again, it comes, it comes down to your strategy, right? I, I'm, I, my background is it. So I definitely have geek in the brain and I have spreadsheets for my spreadsheets, you know? So, so I pretty much know where all my clients come from. So, um, you know, at least so I think that you, you know, you can look at things like if you're doing ads, you can look at, you know, make sure that you know where the, uh, the opt-ins are coming from or these the clients, you know, when you're doing that, make sure that you're, you're carefully marking all of that. You know, when you, when you're having these conversations, here's what I do. Who do you know? You know, can track that, make notes about those kinds of things so that, you know, right. you know, um, where this comes from. I think, unfortunately on LinkedIn, it's more of a manual thing. I mean, there are ways you can do this. If you're using LinkedIn sales navigator, you can create lists and you can, you know, you can put people on a list based on who that refer them to you. Mm-hmm. So there's ways that you can do it on LinkedIn, but I think honestly, we're not using LinkedIn to sell a pen. We're using LinkedIn to find a distributor that wants to buy a thousand of our pens. So chances are we know where that person came from that bought a thousand of our pens. Mm-hmm. Great. Excellent. Excellent advice. Okay. So there's one thing I like to do. It's a lightning round question. Um, and so if you don't mind, I'm going to ask a few questions from you. So who yes. is someone uh, who is inspiring you at the moment and why? I am diving deep into Brendan Burchard this week, uh, uh-huh. just from a mindset perspective and a high performance mindset. As I, you know, every year that goes by, it doesn't get easier to be sitting at my desk for the number of hours I do. So I want to, I want to be showing up in a better way every hour I'm sitting at my desk. So Brendan Burchard is high on my list. Yeah, this week. he's a good one. He's a good one. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh boy, the best advice I've ever received. You know, the best advice I've ever received is probably um don't don't like something about something around not worrying about the people that are the haters because yeah. if you have no haters you're probably not real you know <laughs> like if your podcast has all five star reviews it's probably not legit this you know yeah. what I mean if, if everybody not everybody's gonna love you so yeah. the minute you start getting those that means you're for a for real business and so that to me was a, a great way again from my mindset to that's to a good one forward. Yeah, not, I, I remember how heartbroken I was when I found out there was someone in high school who didn't like me. I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> like, I love everybody. Right. What happened, right? That's, I remember the first time. It's so funny. So what are, the, what are you most looking forward to this year? You know what? I'm most looking forward to getting out more and doing more events and things like that. I think, you know, I think that um, last year was was a, a foray into more live events. And this year I, I plan to be at a lot more live events and I'm really looking forward to that. That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm trying to do that as well. I want to speak a little more and, and do that, but also attend. I need to network. I feel like I haven't networked in a long time because once you start, you know, your business is going and you don't have to network as much. I was a maniac when I first started, which, you know, we all do but grow in the business. So what's your favorite tool to use in your business? Oh, my favorite tool to use in my business is probably Zapier, where you connect things that make things talk to each other. Because I, you know, whatever I can automate, I am looking to automate. So I have, you know, a lot of zaps that connect things so that I can, not not everything has to be seen by me. Yeah, Zapier is good. Mine is anything that has to do with like AI, chat, GPT. Yeah, I am loving chat, GPT. If you are not using chat, GPT, or another one that's actually linked to LinkedIn that you might be interested in is called Evy AI, E-V-Y AI. Friend of mine um, created it and I've been dabbling with it on LinkedIn. It's pretty amazing. Oh, so, I, don't, I don't know it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty awesome, you guys. Um, Christy will put that in the chat. E-V-Y-A-I, I think it's .com. So it's, it's a, you Chrome, you know, you get the Chrome um, extension and you click it and there's a light, a blue little button and you can click it and it can write posts for you. There's no reason you just read them over. But honestly, I, I just did one to practice the other day and it was unbelievable. Like, awesome. I know it's really quick and easy. So there's really no reason why we are not creating content content. Right. By the way, another trick for using ChatGPT and AI on LinkedIn, um, one a great way to to get yourself out there and just to pay back on LinkedIn is writing link recommendations. Yes. You can just take the about section of yes. somebody, throw it into ChatGPT and ask to say, I'm, you know, and it knows me. So I can say, I'm Karen Yankovich. And here's the LinkedIn about section for Annette Nafe. Please write me a great recommendation, great recommendation for her. Yeah. And, um, and, and then you edit it. And then, 
Yeah, it's it happening. does the same thing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what did you just say at the end? Please, it's amazing. It's yeah. Ha- and it's happening. It makes it happen. Because otherwise it says I should really do this and it doesn't ever actually happen. I, it doesn't. I know I have, I, I'm bad because yeah. I have to think, I have to sit there and think and, right. you know, <laughs> it's good. All right. So one last question. What's one piece of advice you'd give to wedding and event planners just starting out? You know what? I am going to say, think big, think big. If you think that you're looking for a thousand dollar client, look for a $5,000 client because they're out there. And so many people just starting out, spin their wheels and they get burnt out in any industry. And there's, if you're coming to this, you're, I would imagine you're at least coming to this with a lot of passion. You're probably coming to it with a lot of expertise. Even if it's your first week with the title event planner, Um, you're probably not brand new. So think bigger and know that you are, you know, you know, you've got the expertise and, and get over the imposter syndrome and look, use LinkedIn to get those bigger things. Show up like you're worthy of those big fat contracts. Exactly. And listen, don't follow what everyone else is doing. Stay the course. Do what, you know, if I was to look, because, you know, it looks like, oh, gosh, she's doing this and she's got that and she's so successful. Don't look at that. Just stay your course. You'll get to where you want to be as long as you're consistent and you're yeah. visible. You have yeah. to be out there. And LinkedIn's one of those places to be. Yeah. So yeah. very great. So how can we find you? Such great information. Yeah, I'm at Karen Yankovich across all social media. Um, so it's hard not to be able to find me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if you're not, if you're not, if you're new to LinkedIn or you're not sure how to do it or you're not sure where to start. Um, we have, we created an assessment tool a couple of months ago, um, which you can find at linkedinquiz.com and it just gets you started. It helps you understand a little bit about how you, you know, some people are more, um, corporate and, and like they like to talk about white papers and other people want to talk more about, you know, the relationship in a more heartfelt. So it helps you understand how to get started. It also helps you understand what to watch out for based on your marketing style. But because it's so important to me that, because your drive is such a big part of this. We've actually also created um, visualizations that go with each marketing style to help you just put your mindset in the right place before when you start your day to get out there and do this work. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. If you guys enjoyed this and you got some great tips, please share this and like it and share it with people so that they can also get some great value out of this. Karen, you're the best. Thank you so oh, this much. This was so fun. I'm so glad to do this with you, Annette. Thanks for having me. I always love seeing you, and we haven't talked in so long, but I'm so happy to see you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Do some big things in your business this year, 2024. Some great stuff. Get, get out there, get visible, and uh, join me over at my Facebook group, Facebook group, Event Planner Society. We'll see you later. Take care, y'all. If you're a wedding or event planner looking to level up your skills and network with like-minded professionals, I have a special invitation for you. Join us over in my Facebook group, Event Planner Society, where driven, creative, and passionate planners from around the world come together to connect, gain referrals, improve their mindset, and build successful businesses. As a member, you'll also get access to unbelievable free training from me. So don't miss out on this fantastic opportunity to elevate your event planning game. Go to Event Planner Society, drop me a note, and let me know when you've joined. I can't wait to welcome you into this thriving community. Remember, the future is full of endless possibilities. Stay positive, stay focused, and keep spinning those events into success. We will see you next week.